What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle. And I'm just making all sorts of extra random noises. I'm going to have to edit out later in the audio version, but they're going to be nice and complete in this live version. It's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. It's Monday, March 29th, 2021. Episode 219. I made sure to research that before we got on the air today. And we're on on time, because like, our new start time is 8.30. It used to be 8 p.m., but no, it's it's 8.30 now from here on henceforth. Matt Hamblin, thank you for joining us live tonight on Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. I think I need to move the microphone a little bit closer to me. I'm trying not to speak too loud because we just put the tiger to bed maybe about 15, 20 minutes ago. So, he was quite tired. He, he had a fun weekend. We, we had a, a, a daddy daycare weekend where I, I took my little man and we, we roamed around. We, we went to go visit uh, Uncle Pete. You know, uh, Uncle Pete, if you guys don't know Uncle Pete, Uncle Pete is our former podcast goes Pete Molini. We went to go visit his store and a uh, little dude got, got a little more accustomed to hanging out there. He, he, he was looking at all the comics and like taking a look at the comics, looking at them, looking back at me. Looking back at the comics, looking back at me and smiling. He and it's funny, he kinda knew well enough not to grab the comics, which was kind of impressive, because normally Tommy tries to grab every single thing and put it in his mouth. But good on him. He he, he knew well enough. It's like, no, this stuff is strange. These are not like the books I have at home that I eat and read. I will not eat these. And I, I was very I was very proud of my, my young my young boy. And yes, you may have noticed my homeless man beard. I I I, um, I shaved off my beard because it was out of control. It was a I, I looked like a, a wild and crazy Jason Manzukis's older brother. It was just getting out of control, and, and it was just nope. It, it had to go. I I was given advice. Oh, go get some beard oil and some other nonsense. I was like, you know what's easier than that? Going back to my regular Stone Cold Dre Austin look here. Getting back down to just the bald head and the goatee. Up oh, and Matt Hamblin says hi. He's still in Facebook jail. I don't, unfortunately for, uh, yeah, you know what? Facebook has been cruel. Uh, it's totalitarian. I'm sure I'm going to get shut down if I, if I keep saying such things. I, I can see that Matt is watching. I know you. I know you're watching. Thank you for watching, Matt. I know you can't comment. Uh, because you were in Facebook jail. Uh, another one of our friends, um, uh, one of our patrons, uh, Ryan Sanaga, I just saw that he's in Facebook jail because he uh, uh, took off on some uh, racist, angry people on Facebook, and because he attacked the racist people, Facebook put him in jail for three or four days. So I don't know if he can even watch. I mean, I guess Matt has proven... Even if you're in Facebook jail, you can watch, but you cannot comment. Uh, uh, <laughs> Andy's yeah, I got warrants. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm shocked, and I don't know how many years of me being on... <laughs> Rolando, Rolando, so here, here, honey, there's something you, you'd like. Rolando says, where where was, where was Dre in the running for sexiest bald man? I, I, I should have beat Prince William. Apparently, <laughs> Prince William was voted the sexiest bald man. 
uh, as much I, I think I come in a, 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 a close uh, second or third to The Rock where was The Rock on this list The Rock is always bald how is he not the, the sexiest bald man I, I've taken yeah. I, I, I've taken this look is also it's not just a Stone Cold Steve Austin but obviously later on Rock in life took on this look <laughs> oh Andy apparently he got a warning from Facebook for posting a gif of Rocky beating up a side of beef Really? I mean, I get the double entendre. <laughs> it's like, well, you're home alone on a Saturday night. What are you doing? You, should, you post Rocky beating meat. <laughs> That's what you do when you're home alone on a Saturday night. You beat your meat. <laughs> See, it's it's simple, but I, I, I don't understand where uh, where Failbook is getting uh, getting super duper... Uh, I mean, God, if, if they go back and watch, like, the first, you know, 30 or 40 episodes of this show, I'm sure there's all sorts of warrants out for me. <laughs> all sorts of, 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 of strikes of terrible things, like the, the GameCube Dolphin controller. How many times we were talking about the, the vibrating controller. Like, oh, get the GameCube Dolphin for your girl. It has three prongs. <laughs> yeah, social media is feeling much less social, but I, I, I'm still... I'm still here. This is as much as I've been. I've been suggested by many people. Move the show to Instagram. Move the show to YouTube. Move the show. It's. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, this is still my kind of like vlog. <laughs> oh, Matt Hamblin. See, I will comment for him since he cannot. He, Judge Mills Lane is the sexiest bald man. Or Patrick Stewart. I completely agree with Patrick Stewart. Oh. Well, that's right, Andy. There really was a vibrating controller that did come out for a video game back on the PlayStation Two. There's a music game called Res, and they released a vibrating controller, which was n not marketed for that purpose, but was it maybe slightly secretly intended for that purpose. The better you did in the game, the more it vibrated. It was a music game, <laughs> and it vibrated in different ways. Very musical. Very, it was a, it was a musical game. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it, and I'll show, you, I'll show it to you later. <laughs> I yeah. think I'd really... The, yeah, the, the, the quote from the game is, feel the beat. I'd really excel at that game. Yeah, we, we found a video game that you might enjoy. Does it vibrate? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the like controller... It's, even more? It's literally like a little penis. <laughs> you put it in the second player slot, and you're playing the game with, one, with your PlayStation 2 controller, and then the other controller... You put it in your second player slot? Uh, that's what she you, said. You, said <laughs> you put it in your second player slot. And Andy reminds me, Andy, you're a fountain of information right now. It came with a washable cover. Oh. My. I We are not joking here. This is what, it came out, in, this is, uh, I believe this accessory only came out in Japan, but I'm sure it was easy to import. I can't imagine it's easy to find right now. I have to ask, I have to ask Bob if he has the, the Res uh, second controller or the extra. Wait, wait, don't tell me. You're getting that for Mother's Day. Right? I'm getting you that for uh, for Mother's Day. Oh yeah, I'd say you know, Andy. No, I, I'm explaining to her. Yes, we are dead ass serious. We are dead ass, as the kids say. Dead ass. We are dead ass. What else do kids say? Kids are crazy nowadays. K kids Come say on. all kinds of stuff. See, I feel like that's the only thing I miss from being the driving school instructor is that I really got to like put my finger on the pulse of what kids would say. Our favorite songs are 20 years old. Our favorite songs are 20 years old. And Our songs have kids. Our songs have kids. No. And grandkids. And grandkids. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Snoop Dogg has a granddaughter. I don't know about the rest of you, 
but both my both my joints, both literal and figurative, turned to dust when I found out that Snoop Doggy Dog, the Dog Father, Calvin Broadus, <laughs> is a grandpa. Now, I understand when we were enjoying his music, we were in our teens. This was 25 plus years ago. I, 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 I did the, the horrible thing of looking up, hey, when did Nothing But a G Thing come out? That was 1993, in case you wanted to feel like a big bag of dust. <laughs> you know, 28 years ago. Big bag of because I feel like a big bag at best. I haven't done my Ring Fit Adventure for a week, so it's just, uh, all these things are converging. There's like, all these planets are, are converging. <laughs> the, the non-stop nature of parenthood, plus not working out, plus seeing all this information about, oh, everything that was in the 90s. This morning, oh, my, my, see, uh, my, my wife works with us now. She, she, this is... My wife works for us full time now. She she's doing admin work at, at the, the the giant video game warehouse, so we we go to work together now. And we were driving to work, and uh, we have a K day as I am prone to do. And my wife is also prone to do. We have that out in the car, and there was a song. I I, I feel like I hadn't heard it since back in the day. It was, it was back in the day, but I had to look it up. Ahmad. Ahmad, yeah. I had no idea. They played it again right as I got in the car to go get Taco Bell. <laughs> well, right now? Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe it's on a 11-hour cycle or something? If, if, if it senses me, then it's going to play it. It's like back in the, let's, see, let's get a copyright strike, everyone. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. And some days I still wish I was a kid again. And uh, it was funny because Bob and I had a, a intense uh, discussion. He's like, that was too short. I'm like, no, it was not yeah. too short. No, it was totally too short. And I literally pulled it up, put it on, and I'm like, I can see how you can think it was too short, because I think Ahmad was trying to sound like too short. It sounded a little too short. Matt Hamlin chimes in. He was a senior in high school in 1992. I forgot. Matt is five years older than than me, because I was a senior in high school in 1997. How do I maintain such young looks? I don't know. I have a million white hairs on my chin. And when my beard was grown out, there was it looked like I'd been electro in electroshock therapy. Uh, Simpsons, the Simpsons version of electroshock therapy. The Simpsons version of electroshock, you know, <laughs> 25 years ago. Don't. So now that we got, um, yeah, so, like, I, you know, so I heard that song, and God, I, I, I sat there. Like, normally I was, like, singing along, and I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, Ahmad. I'm that old guy. No, oh God, no, 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 I didn't know. I, I had to Google that to tell Bob that, no, it's not too short. It it's a mod. Key. Definitely not. Um, like, whoever a mod is, I'm like, I didn't know. Yeah. 25. One hit wonder. One hit wonder, clearly. And uh, I was, like, listening to the song. Like, my wife was, like, was jamming to it. And I was, like, I, I, was, I was singing along to it. And then I, was, I stopped and thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. This song is hitting me really hard right now. Because now I'm that age where, like, were you thinking about the days you were raised back yes then? I was thinking about middle school when we're sitting on our short little drive from our little apartment to to, to work I was like oh man I was thinking about middle school I was thinking about I was like oh playing like Super Nintendo going outside riding my bike doing stupid shit at school 
I'm like, oh man, I'm that guy in the song now. Oh, and you are like, Al Bundy. I am Al Bundy. I threw four touchdowns in a single game. Damn it, Peg. And say, and Damon Land just turned me into dust right now. I used to go to the mall with the guys to buy cassette singles. Remember those? I remember those. The Warehouse? The Warehouse. Bo yes, Blockbuster. Blockbuster Music as it became later. Tower. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I remember singles. That was my primary means of buying music back in those days. Oh, go to the mall, play video games at Tilt. And right? then when CDs came out, it was like, what? CDs were expensive, man. That was $17 back then. <laughs> I, I remember I remember it was a... I, I had to like... There had to be at least four good songs on the CD for me to buy it. If I didn't like four songs, Music Plus, woo! Oh wow! Andy Vasquez with the freaking Ooh, deep cut, deep cut. Oh, my my fat. We used to rent movies from Music Plus, all 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 three versions of Music Plus back in the day in Monterey Park. <laughs> Music Plus. Yeah. When they when they they took over the J C Penny that moved out CD singles. Oh, CD singles. I'm pretty sure I still have my CD singles. That I bought from Tower Records, of uh, uh, Tupac's "How Do You Want It." I remember getting that. I'm like, yeah, I could. This is not on any album. At least I didn't think it was on any album. Yeah, I think it might have been on "All Eyes on on Me" later on. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Penny Lane. Oh God, that was one of the last ones to survive. Penny Lane up until recently. Up in um, Pasadena. Yeah, there was a couple in Pasadena. Yeah, there, there was one on Lake, and then there was one. Yeah. I think that there was one in Alhambra as well. On, on uh, there's a penny lane in Alhambra on a uh, on uh, what do you call it? Amoeba. Amoeba's still around, thankfully. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, Amoeba is like the last record. Store. Yeah, that's the Amoeba's the last like big record store. There's still, yeah. I'm sure there's still a lot of like well, there's little mom ones. pops like yeah. like where we used to live on Bella. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, there's that, that other record store uh -huh. on on Whittier Boulevard. Uh -huh. Right where right around where you live, Damon. <laughs> Not the near where you live. Don't want to blow up your spot here. But, ah, old times. Oh, yeah, that song really just, like, I was like, whoa, I just, I like, was thinking back to olden, olden times. Um, what I, where I also was thinking of olden times was I, I, I saw over the weekend that the Nintendo 3DS turned 10 years old. If you saw our Dre's Geek Philosophy Bites, uh, that, that was this one, that was the, the, the theme of this morning's short video. But the Nintendo 3DS turned 10. That was... It was funny. I almost said in the video, oh, that was the last major launch I did for Nintendo. I'm like, no, I, I was there the day the Wii U came out, but I quit the very next day. Not because of the Wii U. <laughs> but because I... Well, no. Sort of because of the Wii U. They overworked my ass during the Wii U time. And I was very vulnerable to a job offer from Disney. But that's another story for another day. But the last big, crazy launch I was part of was the Nintendo 3DS. It, yeah, exactly, Andy. Ten years. That was ten years ago. The system, like, I discovered over the weekend, I, I went to Best Buy on Saturday, and I went to Target yesterday, uh, and uh, I, 3DS is gone completely from retail. It has been obliterated. Like, you go to, it's as if it didn't exist at Best Buy anymore. They don't even have digital cards for the, the digital games anymore. Um, it's been 10 years. It, the, the, the life cycle, it's like, because it's been essentially replaced by the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. There's no need for a 3DS, because right. you have a portable console that's a, a, also a home console, the Switch. 
Who needs cassettes when you have... Who needs cassettes when you have CDs or DVDs and whatever? CDs, yeah. Who needs DVDs when you have Blu-ray? Yeah, it just tripped me out. Because, like, there's some other, there's other stuff that's, like, 10 years old. Yeah, <laughs> Andy says, yes, it got found most of it. Whoever the current uh, Japanese president snapped his fingers and erased 3DS <laughs> from existence. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure all the, all the targets were taking out the, the 3DS demo units. I'm sure that, that the, I think all those got wiped out in the, in the most recent reset of, of target. I used to, have to care about that kind of stuff. But yeah, 10 years ago, yeah. I remember the 3DS coming out. Yeah, cassettes are coming back. I, I noticed that at work. I don't know if you saw that at work, honey. What? A lot of the K-pop stuff is coming out in a, on cassette form. Like cassette cassettes, so people actually have to buy a cassette, cassette player. player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I was like, Damien, you, know, you stumbled upon something right there. Prices have skyrocketed on 3DS and 2DS XL hardware. I'm like, yes. If I had money to, to toss around, I would have bought a 2DS XL. But I barely play my 3DS XL as it is. <laughs> I've been wanting to play it more. I, I fired it up last week for Resident Evil Revelations, but yeah, now that it doesn't exist anymore, it's not being produced. I mean, I, I personally have about, I think, four or five 3DSs. Yeah, thanks, Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, it, it's because at work we're selling a lot more 3DS games. And, I, and now I realize why, because you can't find them anywhere now. We're probably one of the last places that has 3DS games. Uh, a little inside baseball, right? Nintendo is still producing 3DS software, something that my boss is taking advantage of right now. <laughs> We've been uh, we've been trying to order as many 3DS games as we can because well, they're going to cut that off at some point, and then <laughs> there, there's people looking for these games. We got I got, I got pallets of Mario 3D Land and uh, and uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and uh, Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. We got pallets of that in. What you're looking at that? Yeah, sorry. No, yo, I thought you were making a face about that. Oh, I'm just like amazed. What? I'm just amazed. And you bought a copy of Resident Evil Deadly Silence because it's cheaper than the PS1 version? I I was under the impression that was a very expensive game because we used to have it at work and then they all disappeared and my boss like, well, price went up on those. I got distracted. I'm like, apparently we need all the things. My eyes are like, oh. Hey, Ryan, I know you're watching. I know you can't comment because you're also on Facebook. We've got two people in Facebook jail who can't comment today. But you had mentioned earlier about your bites and your contest ends. Yes, the contest. Uh, yeah, well, now, thank you for reminding me, honey. Uh, the, the contest, uh, if you guys haven't been participating, we have a contest going on for our, shop, our, our sharp-eyed uh, viewers. If you uh, let, let me do a quick recap of the contest. Uh, I'm sure Damon and James will be like, no, don't do a recap of the contest. <laughs> oh, Matt Hamlin's looking for a Turbo Express portable. He, he found all his old cartridges. Um, yeah, apparently Ryan and Matt are in Facebook jail for, for not being naughty boys, apparently, and saying swear words. You know, I come on here and swear all this every week. I, I, I don't understand the un, unevenness of, of, of Facebook's moderating. But yes, the content, uh, if you, you go back and check out, I think, was it last week or the two, our episode from two weeks ago, there's also a video up on our Facebook. That, that you go watch episodes two through nine of Dre's Geek Philosophy Bites, 
If you can identify all eight of the games, you will be in the running for a retro game of your choice. I, I was uh, putting together the list of the retro games today at work. I was talking about it with my boss because obviously I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to buy these games <laughs> to give to the winner or for the, to the winner. And I was trying to figure, okay, boss, I'm, I'm gonna need a deal here. <laughs> what games can I get a good discount on? <laughs> So yes, uh, go go check out the video. We, we, the contest is still running. There is still there's literally only two days left to put in an entry in the contest. We have two people in the running currently right now, who could potentially win a retro game of their choice. And then I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting together the, the games for next month's uh, contest, which will presumably begin sometime in April. I, it's not going to begin the first. April. <laughs> no, Radiant Silverground will not be on the list. <laughs> I, I'm putting together games that I can afford <laughs> from our inventory at work. We have a lot of cool games. I'm, I'm going to try to have a very, I'm trying to have a very robust list. Yes, 50. Yeah, right now, Damon, it's currently 50% odds uh, between you and James. And so, <laughs> see, I don't, I don't think I got to. I, I don't think I mentioned it. Like we're like, oh, uh, what James literally turned his his entry five minutes after the the, the show where I announced it. He turned his in five minutes after. I guess, I guess he did it literally as we were... See, Matt just... Uh, you know what, Matt? I'm, I'm going to give you that one. That could potentially be on the list if my boss doesn't raise the price. Because we have a shitload of those. <laughs> yeah, Matt just mentioned the game, but I could put on the list. Because he, he my boss has a good relationship with Atlas slash Sega. So we got a lot of that particular game that he just messaged me. Yeah, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I mean, pff, that one's going to be a... That would be a rough one. Yeah, but Damon got his entry on. So James got his entry in five minutes after. Literally, as I was describing the contest, he went through and watched <laughs> the videos and identified all of them. And then Damon put in his entry like a half hour after the show ended. He knew I was up to something, and he was recent. He he put in the work and researched and figured out all eight as well. So we have two people in. in, in it's a 50-50 chance. If 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 someone wants to get in there, I'll do extreme Beach volleyball. I'd have to pull mine out of my personal collection to give that one out. <laughs> oh, where was I? Yeah, no. So we have a fifty. If someone, if another sharp-eyed gamer wants to try to get in there. Mess up the odds and make it 33%. You have two days left on the contest. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see how the next month's contest... I'm, I'm, if we, if, uh, I feel like I can't stump you guys. I don't think I'm going to stump you guys unless I literally only like show... like let, Let's say this was the TV behind me. Like If I only showed this much... Yeah. If, if guys, I think episode 10 or 11, I, I make the announcement. So if you go... Check out episodes 10 or 11 of the of a Dre's Geek Philosophy Bites. It's, it's the short five-minute videos I've started doing recently, which uh, I have been... Uh, a, a, a review of them gave me. I like them because they're easy to watch. <laughs> I have plenty of time to watch a five-minute video as opposed to 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> like when, when I do these big videos. And you know, honestly, they're, 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 they're fun to do. I've been... Throwing up, so yeah, yeah, episode, yeah, so Andy, if you go watch, uh, I think if you can't find episode 10, I gotta put episode 10 and 4th on, on, on YouTube, but they're all here on the Facebook page. If Andy says you wanna play spoiler and get, 
Let's split those odds up into 33.3. You, you, you're welcome to do so. So, yes, I was saying the, the 3DS 10 year anniversary before I, I got sidetracked with uh, my, my little banner ad there. Uh, I remember the launch of that was was insane, going around swapping out uh, DSi XLs and changing them into uh, the 3DS demo units, <laughs> where every place except GameStop got friggin' Pilot Wings, uh, Pilot Wings Resort, and then uh, GameStop got Super Street Fighter 3D, which I thought was cool. And, uh, it was just a it was just a weird launch. Uh, the, 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 that midnight launch was at the Best Buy in, in West Hollywood. And we, they, they hired a whole like street team of people like where they, they literally had 3DSs like chained to their freaking waists so they could demonstrate it to people because that, that was the thing, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Sidebar, Andy asked, did I see that GameStop said Godzilla versus King Kong is bad because it's Godzilla fighting Kong? Yes. I, I saw several of the reviews were like, oh... I didn't like this movie because it had no plot. I'm like, you came to Godzilla vs. Kong for a plot? <laughs> like, a lot of these movie reviewers, it's like they review a movie they want to see. They, they, they try to change a movie into something they want to see instead of watching a movie for what it is. So I'm like, like, if you came for plot development and, and depth from Godzilla vs. Kong, I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> I, I was very annoyed. I think I got I got into an argument with an idiot on on, on on Twitter today regarding that, and I immediately realized what am I doing? I broke one of my own rules. I got into an argument with an idiot. And I just blocked him. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I tell Jai all the time, don't argue with idiots on the internet. Like, I got an argument with some moron, and I was like, oh, and I, I replied, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> I got into an argument with a pedantic idiot on, on Twitter. <laughs> What a fool am I? And they called me a troll, but I by then I was like, <laughs> yeah, GameSpot. It's just like all these, yeah, all these reviewers are just. I think there's, they write contradictory things. They give bad scores, but they're not watching the movies for what they are. They just, they think they're giant assholes. But anyway, uh, before I got sidetracked again, hey, it's Trey's Geek Philosophy. The show is constantly all about sidetracks. Yeah, the. Uh, the 3DS launch, whatever, was crazy. They sent me and all like all the local reps. We were there, and uh, our boss showed up. And then, all right, cool, we were there, and it was it was embarrassing because I think uh, everyone expected to be there really late. Oh, there's gonna be so many people who's gonna they're gonna come out and buy the 3DS. Keep in mind when the 3DS came out, two forty nine ninety nine, two hundred and fifty bucks. Which I think was probably fifty dollars more than the Wii at the time, or might be might have been a hundred bucks more than the Wii at the time. Oof! It was, it was a big ask. Uh, I think I think the Vita was probably like three hundred, or maybe in, I don't know. It's freaking insane. And so we show up, and there were people there to buy the 3DS. At this, they, they promote the event. We we gave out free stuff to all these people. We gave them like little uh, three. Uh, 3DS little knapsacks or those little zip tie bags and lanyards for days and it was over like we, we went through the line in like 20 minutes and it was like oh is that it <laughs> it was like we went through everyone like 
all the people are gone. <laughs> like, uh-oh, that's not a good sign for, like, this rewind to 2006 when we did a, the Wii launch at Universal City Walk, where there was a thousand people. They were there over and the, uh, the GameStop was open for, like, six hours trying to process a thousand Wiis. They, they sold a thousand that night. I, I, I forget what the number was that, that Best Buy sold it. <laughs> On midnight, it was probably like twenty. Oh, am I too high? I'm a little too loud. Uh, it was uh, it was hilarious uh, how low that I was. Like, oh boy, that's not a good sign. And I immediately had another demo the following morning. I went to the the local Montebello Toys R Us to do a, a demonstration for the 3DS, and the, and then the store was excited. Oh, you, you you picked us? I'm like, yeah, because you're the closest one to my house. <laughs> and uh, set up my table. I had my had a. I had my work 3DS, because I had my work 3DS, and I had my personal 3DS. I, I, think I, I think I snuck over to Best Buy to pick up my copy of Street Fighter that morning before I went to the demo, that way I could have it with me. Uh, during the demonstration, I'm like, oh man, like, Pilot Wings is oh, whatever, but I wanted to show people Street Fighter 3. And then, uh, yeah, that demo went just as well. It was like, People would look at it, alright, that's kind of cool, I showed them those like, cool little AR card games, and like, oh, 250 is too expensive, 250 is too expensive, and that was just the refrain for the following six months, from March all the way up to, like, September, it was like, oh, too expensive, too expensive, the sales were sluggish, and it was brutal, and it, it didn't help, the, the game selection wasn't that great early on, I mean, there was some, I mean, it's funny, I, I in my, I, in my, my carry-on bag that I carry with me everywhere I go. I, I still carry a bunch of my 3DS games with me. And it's like, I still have some, like, launch window stuff in that little case. I got like, Dead or Alive Dimensions. I was like, oh, that was a, the fighting games were really easy. Andy, I'm sure you could uh, uh, verify or, or, or tell me I'm wrong. The, the fighting games early on on the 3DS were like, that was like the strong point. I was like, oh, cool, check out these awesome fighting games. Uh, I mean, Capcom was like all in too. Like I said, Street Fighter was great. Uh, Freaking that Dinner Live game, it looked awesome. Like I, I kept showing people that that game instead of Nintendo Dogs and Cats or or uh, or, or, or or Pilot Wings Resort. And I was like, no, I'm not showing. Yeah, Blaze Blue came out. That's right. Uh, so there was some really awesome freaking like console quality games on this 3DS. I kept trying to be, hey, the reason it's so expensive is because you're buying a portable console. Uh, which Nintendo would figure out later on six years later with the, with the Switch. But, yeah. Yeah. All, all the, they were great examples of awesome games. Like later on when uh, Resident Evil, the, the Mercenaries, it, it was very simplified, like they just took the Mercenaries mode from Resident Evil's 4, 5, and, and 6. And just put it on the 3DS. Well, actually, more. I think it's more like four and five. And put it on the 3DS. And I was like, I played that game for hours. I was like, I was, I was all in on 3DS. I'm like this thing is amazing. I love this game. I love the system. But it, it, man, that that thing struggled at first, and then they dropped the price. And I remember my good buddy Irv would constantly like. They ripped me off, man, because uh, Irv, he had bought it at, at, at launch as well, and he was, uh, <laughs> he was mad. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck, man? They give me 20 of these old-ass games to try to make up for the fact I paid $80 more? 
But to be fair, some of those games were really damn good. Talking about like the Fire Emblem, Sacred Stones, Legend of Zelda, Minish Cap, Metroid Fusion. The, the, some of some of those, I don't think they ever. I, I'm not 100 sure. I think some of those they did end up selling on the the Wii U eShop. But I remember for a time it was like you will not be able to get these games anywhere else. I don't, I don't think they ever sold them on 3DS later on. They, they, I don't think they. I, I could be wrong. Kid Icarus Uprising was amazing. Kid Icarus Uprising was so awesome. I remember it gave me a, an excuse to use my Circle Pad Pro until the Resident Evil Revelations came out, and then that was awesome. I really enjoyed the 3DS when I used it. It was, it was freaking great. Samus Returned. That, I think that was the last game I put in major time into my, my 3DS was, was Samus Returns. Um... It was a that that I bought myself that game and played through it. And that was, that was the last game I, I I put major league time into. I think right before my my son was born, I, I went through uh, Legend of Zelda: uh, Link Between Worlds, another amazing game. There there's so many freaking bang. And then that was the funny thing. Like right after they lowered the price in September, and then they they freaking they happened to release freaking. I think it was it went like like I think it went like Star Fox sixty four. And then Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart 7, like at the at the exact same time or within like, I remember it was like within weeks of each other. I'm like, why are they putting out these two crazy games at the same time? Well, it was probably because they needed to give the freaking 3DS an injection of life, and then from going forward, it was just boom, gangbusters. Yeah, as Andy said, Kate Icarus Uprising. Uh, I think a game I put like. 200 hours into was a Fire Emblem Awakening because prior to, I, I hadn't really played any Fire Emblem games and then I played that Awakening game awesome even even though that had come out after I would left Nintendo I remember I had to search around I went to like five different Best Buys and I was like damn it why did I quit Nintendo I could have had this game much sooner <laughs> and then uh, and then Bravely Default that was like the, I think that was the last RPG I played was, was Bravely Default in that game beat my ass and it it was funny too Uh, I think because Bravely Default 2 just came out on the Switch and I think I fired up uh, I think I either fired up my old Bravely Default or something I played something and I was like oh no I can't do this now I'm old (laughs) it's like I wanted to get Bravely Default 2 but I was like I looked within myself I was like oh no I don't have a spare 200 hours to suffer (laughs) to sit here and like figure out equations of how to beat these crazy ass bosses. Oh no. Oh no no no. <laughs> I never tell my boss, hey we better get Bravely Fall 2, I wanna get that. And like we get it. And I was like, nah, never mind. <laughs> no, I think I tried the demo out and like I got one battle in, I was like, oh, a whole lot of bad memories of playing like even I technically enjoyed playing Bravely Fall. The story was amazing. I fought through the incredibly difficult bosses to continue the, the amazing story. Of bravely default, but it was just like, oh no, I don't have that in me anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm not that gamer anymore. <laughs> that, that that was a uh, 2014 Dre. It's like that's like seven years ago. Oh, that's an eternity. <laughs> that's an eternity. But yeah, the the, the 3DS. So very, it was a a very curious. It was a very curious time. 
Matt Hamlin, I, I work in a mysterious game warehouse, and I will message you information about that later. <laughs> Since I can't message you right now, because I'm using the phone to record the show. <laughs> I work in a giant video game warehouse full of video games. It's like the end of the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, but instead of a whole bunch of stolen artifacts, it's a whole bunch of video games. Yeah, I, 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 I've always, I always enjoyed the three. I, I always enjoyed the DS. I always, I enjoyed the, the DSi. I enjoyed the three DS. I, I, I've always been a portable guy. I, I've loved my portable systems, which is why I had a great affinity to the Switch. But I just haven't had enough time to devote to the portability of the Switch, especially becoming a dad. That kind of puts a crimp on your gaming. <laughs> oh, Andy, yes. It, 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 it can be heaven-like at times, but then when you have a dozen wholesale orders come in, and there's a deluge, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go find 305 copies of Call of Duty Black Ops 1 and 2 on Xbox One? Son of a... <laughs> I'm, I'm cursing a, up a, a blue streak, <laughs> trying to put together a whole bunch of orders. It, it, it's really cool, honestly. I, I, I joke that I have to curse up a blue streak, but... Uh, sometimes it's like I, I, I am in awe of something. I'm like, oh wow, that's just an entire pallet of Streets of Rage 4 just sitting there. <laughs> There's just pallets of it. I, I, I could literally fill up a big laundry basket full of Streets of Rage 4 and take a dive in it, Scrooge McDuck style. I'm sure it would hurt a lot. <laughs> but it would be a great visual. <laughs> I keep telling my boss, like, we need to do promo videos of you, like, bursting out of a bunch of games. It's like the old Crazy Gideons commercials when, when we were young people, back when people watched television. <laughs> my, my boss gets that reference, and he's like, oh, like, it's like hey, you'll be Crazy Bobby. <laughs> hey, I got the games. Hey, everybody. I'm Crazy Bobby. <laughs> it's like, dude, we can do it. We, have, we just got one of these, these big like laundry basket things, and we can just fill it up. Like We can fill it up with... with a thousand copies of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Let's have you burst out of it. That'll be the that'll be the YouTube video. Put it on my channel. We get a we get a thousand hits. So, uh, so that, that another gaming thing I wanted to, to cover before we, uh, before the end of the day is we, I guess today. <laughs> Do the American Beauty row shop, and instead it's raining switch cards on me. Oh no, I wouldn't want one of those to get in my mouth, and I, I, my mouth would be forever unclean with the flavor of whatever anti-choking thing they put on switch cards. So I, I can, it can just be the, the switch cases. <laughs> so today it was confirmed. Can you cosplay quiet? I don't know. <laughs> can I? <laughs> So today it was confirmed that Sony is going to shut down the digital storefronts for uh, PS3, PlayStation Portal, which I didn't know was still open, and uh, PS Vita, which was a very interesting. I, I would, I imagine, like at work we talk about it all the time because uh, Activision is a, uh, Activision is a uh, trying to force everyone to go digital only. They, they, they have this very uh, anti-physical thing going on. They, they, Activision literally, like, we, we used to be able to ask them, hey, can we get 10,000 copies of insert Call of Duty game here? We want to sell them around the world. 
And uh, they used to be like, oh yes, we need money, please, thank you. We will, we will happily sell you 10,000 copies of Advanced Warfare or Ghosts or whatever PS4 game my boss wanted. And this past year, like, Activision is like, no, we only want digital money. Which was why I find it very odd that um, Sony themselves is, all right, they, they, I'm sure there's some sort of infrastructure costs. Uh, they're, they're, I'm sure there's something to it as to why they're abandoning or, or shutting down these older stores. I think they want people to move on <laughs> to PS4, PS5. To, they want people to move away from the Vita and get, or, yeah, try to find a PS5. Those things are impossible to find. Uh, it, it's just very annoying. I mean, for the short term, it's great for my job because, yeah, over the weekend, we sold five times the number of Vita games and PSP games than we normally do. We, normally, we sell a good amount of, of Vita and PSP games. But the, today, we're just like, what the hell? It's like, I, I filled up a cart of just PSP games. I'm like, no, normally I don't fill up the cart of PSP games. Normally, it's like, oh, one-fifth. Or if it's a good day, two-fifths of the cart is PSP games. But no, it was an entire cart of PSP and half a cart of Vita. And those cartridges, so those packages are small. Yeah, we tell people to move up, be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, and I, was, I, I think coincidentally, I'm like, yeah, of course, they, they, the rumors were going around last week, because I think, uh, as, as my brother was telling me, I guess a, a, people were still releasing digital games on the Vita. And uh, I guess some developers tweeted out, well, this sucks. We just put out our game on Vita, it's only going to be available for like two months. And I was like, and I guess people picked up on that, like, wait, what? It's only going to be available for two months, because they're killing the store. Yeah, throughout the summer, they're just going to shut down PS3, PSP, PS Vita stores, one after the other. I guess not all at the same time, but it, it's just, uh, yeah. This, this crazy world. That now it's like, oh, now people are suddenly, oh, crap, I can't buy this digital game anymore. Now I need a physical copy. Which is something, if, if you've been watching this show for any period of time, you know that's something I'm always harping on. I harp on, make sure you get your, if you love something, make sure you find a physical copy if it's possible. I know, lately now at times, like, these companies want, they want to do digital. Yeah. Activision is threatening, like, I, I guess, you may, you didn't hear this from me, but it's like, they're straight up telling my boss, it's like, no, we don't want to sell you physical copies anymore. They, they, they're, they're, they're literally printing just enough to satisfy uh, whatever Walmart and Target and Best Buy want, and then anyone else is kind of just shut out. They're like, nope, sorry. Yeah, you can't have physical copies. We're only giving them to our direct partners, and that's it. Anybody else? Who, it's like they, they'd rather they want to keep all the money instead of going through production costs and hoping to recoup their money. They just want to create a digital game and just cash in, like, however much they have to pay for infrastructure and monetary change fees, oh, whatever, that's, ma we're making more money this way, because I guess, like, I was telling my wife before the show, it's like, this younger generation that's co that, that's coming after us, they don't care about physical copies. <laughs> praise be the limited run. I, I would love to praise limited run, but limited run is run by morons. <laughs> They, they, I'm sure they're nice guys. I, I got to meet them at the last convention that happened <laughs> before the pandemic. 
I guess, no, it wasn't the last convention, but the last convention I got to go to before the pandemic, uh, the, the last gaming convention I went to, the 2019, the SoCal Retro Game Expo. I get to meet them. They, they seem like nice guys. But they're in over their heads. <laughs> They've created a cottage industry and they have no idea <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> they do not understand logistics at all. <laughs> my, my boss works with them sometimes. We, we're, we're trying, we, we've been trying to help them with their logistics. I'm like, your logistics are terrible. It takes you six to nine months to get a game out to someone once they're giving you their money. But no, yeah, I, I, I like the fact I, I, the, the concept of, of them is, is cool. There, there's a bunch of these uh, little little shops that somehow convince Sony and Nintendo, like, hey, if we give you money, will you make game for us? <laughs> and then lately, I, Nintendo and Sony's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> My bosses are very concerned about this. Oh, if Activision goes digital only, it's going to ruin the industry. I think I think we need to worry more about if Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo decide, hmm, this digital only thing is great. Let's do that. I think that's where we, in the general sense, are, like the company I work for is in trouble, and then the whole game industry is in trouble. I guess the industry as we know it. It's like we were talking. Uh, we talked about last week. I don't know if we mentioned it here, but. Mobile games have taken so much money. Like, that's all. That's digital only. You don't own anything. And people, there's a significant chunk of people out there who pour money into their phones to play digital games that they will never get control of and can randomly shut down at the drop of a hat. Uh, it, it, it's it's crazy. Oh, I. I'm assuming I'll see that 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 TMNT game. I, I know it's gonna be freaking what do you call it? That's gonna be digital, but I I'm assuming limited run is gonna probably pick that one up. My my boss is putting inquiries in to see if we can do the the can you know publish that game ourselves. Hey, can we publish that game? Is it is there any way we can do a ten thousand fifteen thousand game run? So we can distribute physical copies of that game, so it's not just digital only, so that old people like us can get it, and not have to worry about the store being shut down in the future. Dang along, that's right, Puzzle Fighter iOS. Literally lasted three months, and then Capcom pulled the plug on it, because it didn't make enough money for their, for like, too many people were going free to play. Yeah, I remember playing that. I remember me and Irv, Irv would dunk on me every single time. Only I beat Irv once. He was, he's really good at Puzzle Fighter. Uh, yeah, we're like, oh, cool. Like, and get online, play against my buddies on Puzzle Fighter, and then all of a sudden, oh, app doesn't open anymore. Oh, because they shut it down. It's like it's not even like, oh, can I play it without having? Yeah, yeah, mobile game. It's just, and it's crazy that yeah, like they said, the younger generation would rather play on their phone than play on a television or play on a console. It's just, oh. It, 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 it's nuts. Well, hey, Daniel, if, if you have a Game Boy lying around, I can take care of that Puzzle Fighter fix for you. <laughs> we have a lot of copies of Super Puzzle Fighter for Game Boy in the warehouse. Yeah, I, it, it's funny you say that, Andy, because we, we actually have a... I guess we've, we've rebuilt our relationship with Capcom. 
we've got a lot of cool stuff printed from them recently. We got like the apparently recently was the last hurrah for Xbox 360 games to be printed. So we like brought in like every Resident Evil game and like every like Dead Rising game. So I think they like us because we're spending money. So <laughs> we 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 got them all. Oh, Andy, were you all so interested in Super Puzzle Fighter for for uh, for Game Boy Advance? I, I'll reach out to you guys offline. <laughs> I'll I'll message you guys if uh, if if you're looking for a, a super puzzle fighter. Brand new sealed. Brand new. Not a reproduction. An actual legit copy. It's magical. If you dig deep enough in my I think in my like on my Instagram you'll see I I posted pictures of it I, of it like when I first started working there I'm like look at this shit. It's a case of puzzle fighter. What the fuck? Oh, damn. Oh. Lineup customers. We'll get you Super Puzzle Fighter for for Game Boy Advance. I, 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 honey, I got three people on the hook for a game. Nice. <laughs> I'll take care of you, boys. <laughs> you gotta, we got to get to you soon before the, we start raising prices. <laughs> I got you, boys. Uncle Dre got you, boys. We, we, we'll take care of you. Yeah, Puzzle Fighter is so amazing. I, I, like I said, we have, we have a good relationship with Capcom. <laughs> apparently, for for years, apparently we have cases of this stuff in our storage. Gunstar Super, oh, Gunstar Superheroes. Oof. I I have that. I bought that when I was working for the old Gestapo way back when. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so funny. You would also need a GBA. Oh, that's it. Right now, that's the tough part. Right now, Daniel, you can ask a. You can ask Damon about trying to track down portable game systems right now. It's madness. But right, yeah, this whole physical games—it's it's, get—it's getting crazy. It's, I, I think it's only getting crazier. It, it's funny, like we, we're like super busy right now at work. It's like it's—it's it's insane, and like we, we blame a little bit on like all right, everyone got their Biden bucks, so they're spending on money. Yeah, 200 bucks for a GBA. That's nuts. Nuts. Insane. <sighs> nuts. So, one last thing before we wrap things up here. Uh, let's, let's hit a non-game. We're going to hit a non-gaming topic because um, people selling backlit GBAs on Etsy. Handmade. Huh. Uh, the Suicide Squad trailer came out this past uh was that friday honey when i showed that to you i think so yeah, yeah that was friday yeah yeah we, yeah we were in and out and i showed yeah because oh, oh no uh, oh i'm sorry ty oh, i guess i woke up the baby with my loudness so the suicide squad trailer came out this past friday and yeah i, I felt very much like mike lowry and bad boys yelling at um warner brothers that's how you make a movie you see how you just made that movie? That's how you make movies. I, I I really felt like Mike Lowry, right? I was just like screaming at my screen, like that's how you make movies. I was uh, amazing. That's like it was like it 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 felt like I felt the opposite. It was like oh, to travel from ugh Zack Snyder's League, which I personally not a fan. I'm sure I I feel like. Some of some some of you maybe watching were like, hey, that Zack Snyder thing wasn't too bad. 
I, I, I don't enjoy that, but I feel like I was on the opposite end of the spectrum with the Suicide Squad, where it was just delightful. It is, I, all I need from a movie is to be fun. I just want to have fun. Yeah, occasionally I want a movie that can move me, you know, sometimes, sometimes that, that, that's okay. I mean, sometimes maybe you want that. But most of the time, when I'm watching a movie, I want to enjoy myself. That's all you have. I, I, I generally don't have any problem with Marvel movies because they're usually pretty entertaining. And, and DC movies, they'll come back and forth from being, like, overly serious and whatever. But, you know, I enjoyed Aquaman. I enjoyed Shazam. Those were fun movies. And then you got this Zack Snyder nonsense, but then Suicide Squad, my god. If you haven't seen this trailer, go, go, go. You gotta watch it. I'm sure. It, I'm sure my wife will agree with me that, that John Cena stole that that trailer. John, forget the, well, I guess for, for different reasons. John Cena stole the trailer for my wife because she thinks John Cena is hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I can live with this. Because it's okay. You can't see him. Half the internet can't see him. He's invisible. But you, you can, you can see him. It's okay, honey. You can see him. And Andy coming in with the joke. Cena was in the trailer. Like, I just saw a floating helmet. <laughs> Saying funny things. <laughs> if this beach was covered in dicks, I would eat every single one of it. If it meant, if it was for, if it was, if it was for liberty. <laughs> why would a beach be covered in penises? Who knows why men do things they do. <laughs> See, that's the reason. He, yeah, he, he's currently filming. They're filming the spin-off show from that right now, apparently. And there's an interview between him and Shaq where he was in full peacema uh, Peacemaker costume. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I, just, I, I, can't, I can't imagine a world where we're getting a Peacemaker TV show and it, it might actually be fun and good. <laughs> I, I can't imagine, like, dialing up... Let me, let me dial up 1998 Dre. <laughs> hey, 1998 Dre. Hey, you know Peacemaker, right? Yeah, you're a big comic dork. You know Peacemaker, the guy with the toilet seat on his head? <laughs> yeah. He's going to get his own show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be played by a pro wrestler. You don't know him yet, but you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, The Rock's a big fucking star, too. FYI. <laughs> World's biggest star. Yeah. Oh, 1998, I knew who The Rock was. <laughs> That's how old The Rock is. Go back and tell, tell old comic book shop Dre, like, what? The Peacemaker is going to get his own show? <laughs> Impossible. But, yeah, HBO Max show next year. This, in a, in a few short months, we're going to get to see that Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, that movie just, I, uh, James Gunn, he, he, he has hit his stride in just making delightful movies. I mean, some of his earlier stuff is a little rough. I mean, I remember watching Super, and I was like, oof. Dwight from The Office hitting people with a friggin' wrench. Yikes. <laughs> and scanners. Ooh. But, no, all, all these... He, he friggin', he, he's got this down. He, he's managed to balance this 
make a movie for the mainstream, but still make it weird enough that the, your fans know, okay, we're still keeping it weird, yo. <laughs> and bringing all his friends, like Michael Rooker and Steve Agee. <laughs> Work them into the movie. Apparently, uh, Steve Agee is like the, was the motion cap for, for, for King Shark. And if you, if you didn't catch it, it Sylvester Stallone is the voice of, uh, of King Shark. Nom nom. Hand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to watch that on HBO Max. I am not going to the theater. <laughs> I am not going to the theater anytime soon. <laughs> But thankfully, it's going to be on HBO Max, and my wife and I, will, she will sit there and admire Juan Cena, while I will be like, ha ha ha, this is fun, I like this, tee hee, tee hee hee. What are you looking at, is there something on the screen? What are you looking at, honey? You're, you're staring at that void in the screen with the, <laughs> with the, with the, with the fishbowl on his head. <laughs> See, yeah. It's so funny. I'm glad you mentioned it. Andy mentions James Gunn is such a great writer. He and Scott, him and Zack Snyder made a great Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, I like that Dawn of the Dead remake. And it's funny, I kept, I, I, I didn't know until like years later, I'm like, oh, James Gunn wrote that. I'm like, oh, no wonder it was fun and weird. Because <laughs> he, he was delightfully morbid, that move. <laughs> the, it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, that's right, Andy. You will get to watch Mortal Kombat from the comfort of your home. I think that's like what that's like in June, right? Or, or May, May? Because I know this weekend it's Kaiju versus Monkey Battle in this house. As soon as my little boy stays asleep, Friday night, we're gonna watch Godzilla versus Kong. Probably after we watch uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, we might have to watch it in two parts. We might have to watch half of Kong one night on Friday night and then the other half Saturday because we're old we're parents we can't stay up too late it's hard April 16th for Mortal Kombat next month look at that one thing after the other it's awesome yay streaming streaming movies yay streaming games boo I have a vested interest But yes, Suicide Squad, can't wait. I'm very excited. I want it now. But in all in good time, I, I, I get it. See Godzilla kick King Kong's ass. I'm hashtag Team Godzilla. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Let's put a button on the show. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been a great show. I just, it, 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 it it's not the Russo brothers and then uh, Marcus and McNeely or McNeely writing it but it sure damn feels like it it feels like that you know the the the, the cap two when 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 you're watching it in this past this past episode the little therapy session i i i was trying to not um cackle our, our son was asleep and i was like desperately trying not to laugh out loud Oh, that's right, James Games Arcade. That's right, Andy. You were you were there. Rest rest in peace, James Games Arcade. Yeah, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was like, like it, it's weird. I 
I, I like how uncomfortable they're making everyone feel about race in that show. I, I, I really like that they're just turning right into that <laughs> every chance they get. And they busted out Isaiah Bradley, the freaking the black Captain America. Like, that was, like, for a comic book nerd like me, like, that was pretty cool. I was like, whoa, this is a, a deep cut. Like, that's, that's not something I expected to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. black Captain America, the, like, oh, after Captain America disappeared, they, they, let's go experiment on all the black dudes to see if we can get the super soldier serum to work again. The red, white, and blue, the truth. That was, that was, that was, I remember when that book came out, the truth. I was like, oh, you think they're going to test us on white guys? Oh, 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 oh. we're going to run through all the black dudes, make them take it. And watch them want kill 300, 300 of them to find one guy who can take the super serum. Or the a version of this new super serum that gave him Alzheimer's when he got old. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, like, I, I, there's four more episodes and I have no idea where everything this is going. And I'm like, oh, wait. Give me more. Can't wait. A lot of fun. So awesome. So, I must bid you guys adieu. It has been an hour. I got parent shit to do. <laughs> we gotta get some, we gotta get this boy ready for another fun day of uh, daycare slash preschool tomorrow. So, as always, make sure you follow us. If you're not already following us, at Podcast on Twitter on Instagram, and if you're watching this live, this doesn't apply to you, but if you're watching this on some other means, via YouTube or whatnot, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Um, find us on YouTube, Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Search for that. Uh, we, we, I've been posting some of our game streams on there recently, and apparently people seem to enjoy that. Those are actually getting views, as opposed to most of our other videos, which don't get that many views. <laughs> Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast on YouTube. And as always, if you want to be awesome like Ryan Tanaka and Daniel Wong, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy if you want to help support the show financially. And I'm going to expand the Patreon benefits soon, sooner rather than later, to try to incentivize more Patreon, patronists, more patrons, however that works. Patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I especially all of everyone who is watching here live today. Like for Andy Vasquez, Damon Lamb, Warren Long, uh, Daniel Wong. Let me see who who else comments. I know Rolando commented earlier. I know Matt, you can't comment, but you were sending me messages uh, throughout the time. Let me see who who else was in here. Well, okay, uh, we had a lot of, um, let's see, I, I think that covers anyone and everyone who commented live during the show today. Thank you, all of you. You guys, <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what Matt just meant. If I Patreon, I want nudes. He wants nudes of, of me, apparently. Okay. Yeah, get, the, get, the, get the full nipple on, on Patreon. <laughs> I'll set up an OnlyFans. <laughs> and I'll call it OnlyFlans. And I'll make flans. Onlyflans.com. Ryan, I know you can't comment, buddy. I know you're there. Thank you for showing up, even though you're in Facebook jail. I appreciate you, brother. 
Thank you, everyone, but, but both Ryan and Matt, who came through, and despite being behind Zuckerberg bars. Freedom. Attica. Attica. Watch them ban my show <laughs> Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you guys next week, and we'll catch you for some more Trace Geek Philosophy Bites. I think tomorrow morning, my goal, I'm going to stream some um, NARC from uh, the Midway Arcade Treasures. I've been wanting to play this old arcade game so bad. I, <laughs> I'm going to play some NARC. I'm going to shoot up some druggies. I'm going to capture some bags of uh, cocaine and just blow up weird bosses. It's, it's going to be fun. I, I I love the fact that I have a copy of a physical copy of uh, this game where I can just play it on free play. What, what I always want to do in an arcade. <laughs> Rest in peace, Redbird. That's right. Uh, I don't know. They'll build a new one. <laughs> Alright. Catch you guys next time. Have a good night. Alright, audio listeners. Thank you for... If you got this far, thank you. Have a good night.